Welcome to the Escape with Nick and Adam tonight. We're going to be talking about Kenobi, Maverick, Stranger Things, The Boys Season 3, Gotham Knights. I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. Welcome to the show tonight. Thank you for watching. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to get into... There's not a ton of comic book news, Adam, so we're going to talk about what's on TV and what's in the theater. And yes, there are going to be spoilers ahead for pretty much everything. So, uh, especially heavy on the Kenobi spoilers. So, uh, but we'll let you know ahead of time before we get there. But other than that, Adam, how are you, sir? No mail. Sorry, he had a bad experience at Burger King today. No, I'm just joking around. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know why it just seemed like an appropriate time to say no mayo. I'm good. Doing good. I'm in one piece. Grateful for that. How was your and, holiday uh, weekend? Awesome. Very good. I uh, didn't do much. Well, thank God for that. So That's right. Um, speaking of holiday weekend, Adam, Maverick absolutely cleaned up at the box office. Uh, you You didn't get a chance to check it out yet. I'm sorry I didn't go see it. I kind of forgot. And, uh, but I want to see it. Yeah, it looks great. It looks awesome. Uh, um, it's one, we, we went and saw it Friday night. Um, but it's one of those movies like, I have not heard anybody say anything bad about this movie. That's, it's the first time in maybe not ever, not saying it's that good or anything, but it's the, Maybe it's just because there's been such a lack of uh, good movies to go see, but it's just totally like no one has, not one person has had a bad thing to say about this movie, except for the media, but we'll get to that. Eh, they're probably just reporting the wrong stuff anyway. Well, it's, it's, here's their complaint so far. It's too patriotic. Yeah, okay. If that's if that's the worst you got, that's fine. I'm God, God forbid we feel good about being Americans. Well, I say it's it's been very uh very trendy to say how how bad we are and it it was actually such it was a great culmination, it was a great choice. You know, even though this movie's been supposed to be released for what going on 2 years, but released on a Memorial Day, everybody's feeling a little extra extra patriotic. Everybody feels good on Memorial Day. And it's just nice to see, you know, spoilers. There's no junk in this movie. There's no messaging. There's no the stuff that I can't stand, the stuff that I will point out in a hot second. There's none of it. You don't have to worry about it. You can, you know what you can do, Adam? You can go to the movie and relax and enjoy the story. Oh, not gosh. get preached to, not get talked down to. Just sit and enjoy a movie that's entertaining as hell. And whether you're a fan of the first one, if you say the first one's cheesy or not, whatever, it's still one of the best 80s movies ever. There's only one care. cheesy scene in that movie, real cheesy. That's, that's not even cheese. That's, let's just be, that's just gay, but it's uh, fine. Right, right, it's fine. Right. And everybody knows that we're talking about the volleyball scene. But it's, very, it's bizarre. It's just, it like, is completely it's, like, who does that? Right. Like, who's, we're the, one, okay, who, like, I know people play volleyball, but who's just like, you know what? We're at the beach. I'm going to keep my jeans on, and then I'm going to go play volleyball. You know how bad, like, sand everywhere. Like, Tom Cruise probably, I 
I'm gonna guess he was not a happy man after those scenes were shot. What was what, what was Top Gun? Eighty six, something like that. Okay, so like let's just yeah, because it, it was, was thirty six years later. So yeah, like that scene would have been a totally different scene. He could have shot it the same way. Just a, a different song would have delivered a message, a little better of a message. Like I don't know. I mean, eighty six Master of Puppets was out. Uh, you know, you get but like you know. Darkness imprisoned in me. Oh, that's uh, that's injustice for all. My bad. That's uh, but you know, and then you see a bunch of dudes playing fucking volleyball. All right, right. But also I had a fight breakout. But it's it's classic eighties because it's got a ton of Kenny Loggins. And I don't. The more the older I get, the more I appreciate the Kenny Loggins music. I don't know why, but golly, I just love it. Don't I we do. Nah, nah. I I remember one time I was doing it a job in someone's house and someone gave me a card. You know, it was like a Jesus card. They'd be like, here's a picture, you know, Jesus. And I was like, that's not Jesus. That's Kenny Loggins. Because it looks like he had like a mullet and stuff like that's Kenny Loggins. That's not Jesus. Oh but anyway, I, I love, I absolutely love uh, Kenny Loggins music and the music quick. It's not really a spoiler, but from the very first moment of the movie, it gives me chills because it's like, because you know how that Top Gun theme, it's got the dong at the beginning. From mm. that, from that gong, I was hooked. I was hooked from that because the, I just went like, oh, yeah. Like, this gave me chills. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, that's and they delivered thing. afterwards. Sounds and like they, they delivered. delivered. But you know what they, you know what Tom Cruise did at the beginning of this movie, Adam? Before the movie even started, there's about a minute or so thing where he said, Thank you, fans, for coming back to the theater, and you know, thank you for watching our movie. Yeah, and it was just well, it's it's one of the most genuine things where it's just like instead of you know people putting out stuff and saying here just consume, and you know if you don't like it, you're X, Y, or Z. Tom Cruise came out and said, "Hey, you know what? It's been a crappy couple of years, man. Thank you for coming and watching this movie. You know, whether you're a fan of the first one or not, he's like just." Thank you. I was just like, that was just so refreshing as a moviegoer of, because, you know, so many movies where I've, I've never seen, and that's one of the reasons I started, we, not I, but we started this channel was because people going after fans and saying, you know, telling them, well, if you don't like this, you're wrong. Where I'm used to the fans dictating back to the creators with either, you know, they're, either vocally or with their wallet saying, Hey, that thing wasn't very good. Or, Hey, that thing was really good. And I enjoyed spending my money. You know, my, the money I spent was well worth it. And the money I spent to go see Top Gun with my wife was well worth it. It was a damn fun movie. It was nostalgia bait and cheesy, but in the best possible way. Uh, and one of the nice things, Adam, Bare minimum CGI. Now, I'm I'm not a huge person who's anti-CGI. I can get past it. It doesn't take me out of a movie. I know certain people it does, but it was so cool because you knew, and if you watch any of the, you know, the behind the scenes stuff, you know those people are in those jets and they are pulling not only in those jets, but they're pulling the, the G's and all that. You can see their faces, you know, behind the mask and in the, the helmets. You can you can tell they're they're doing it you know i think i saw a figure it was 
the Navy charged them eleven thousand dollars an hour uh, for the for the to use the planes and all that. So they're using F they're using the F 18s uh, and you can tell they're doing it. And I, one recommendation: if you go see it, go see it on the biggest possible theater screen you can go see it. If you if you have an IMAX near you, go see it on IMAX. You will not be disappointed. It probably eleven thousand dollars an hour. It probably. So I, I I just saw that. I was, I was just like, or it, it might be yeah, off, but I just I saw a story. So let's say that it is that, but it, it, they probably didn't even pay, you know, half a million dollars in the end for all the time they used it. Would you think? Maybe. Well, let's just say they did. Let Let's just say they spent half a million dollars. This movie's going to clear that, and it made. I think just with the holiday weekend, 134 million. 134 million. I'm like, let me. Okay, uh, 11,000 dollars an hour. Oh, uh, dude, if it freaking cleaned up. So give me one second. Let me see what's. Uh... <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, yeah it's it's uh it's killing it right now. So. Office. So. Yeah. So for the weekend gross, 126 million. That's wow. just domestic. And and it's, you know what they did? They didn't even say, because you know how essentially it's 80s, you know, the original Top Gun, original, uh, the, uh, the enemy was never really named, but we always assumed it was some communist state, either Russia or China, or probably just Russia, but. Yeah. Uh, they don't even get into that. They just call it the enemy. No worries. Easy peasy. That's Easy awesome. peasy. You know, not. No politics, no nothing. And people were saying, oh, not Russia or not Iran. I was like, I don't care. I don't need to know who the enemy is because the story's so compelling and the actors' portrayals are so compelling. I don't need an enemy. I don't care. I don't care if they bomb China or Canada. Whatever. Easy, 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 easy. Don't bomb China. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, I meant to say Canada, but, you know, China. So anyway. Canada. Canada's fine, but they have a big open area that no one worries about. All right. Well, I, I just wanted to be clear. I like Canada, and I fear China. Canada's our neighbor. I can see Canada. It's right over that's, there. That's true. That's true. You can. It's true. So. Yeah, but, I mean, um, I mean, there's good reasons to fear China. You know, they make all my stuff. <laughs> make all our stuff. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, you know, there was this dad or something that... W- he said, like, Santa Claus is white, and everybody got mad at him, right? You know, because really, I mean, to tell you the truth, Santa Claus could be anything you want. He's not fucking real and, you know, in your house. But my, 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 Santa, my Santa Claus was named Joe, and he was my dad. Yeah, but think about it, man. He's probably Asian. It says China on the bottom of every toy he makes. That's where the elves live. They're all. <laughs> I heard that joke earlier this week. I was like, "That's so dumb." I love it. There we go. Sorry, I was slow on the. I'll give you another one. There we go. I do. <laughs> so, but uh, Maverick, it's just, it's fun from literally. Like I said, I was hooked from the first gong of the intro song to the end. Uh, it. it it pays tribute to the original and it does one of the classiest things I've ever seen where if, if you don't know 
Val Kilmer, who's in the original Iceman. Yeah. Uh, he's had a lot of medical issues over the years. So, um, so he's, he's really rough, uh, you know, medically. So he can't really do a, a ton, but they worked him into the script in a very, uh, very easy way. So he's kind of communicating through with them through uh, messages through you know, he's kind of see through text message, text messages. And he's actually the, you know, quick spoilers. He's, uh, like the whole commander of the, of the top gun program. And so instead of just, you know, kind of showing pictures of them, they actually work them in the script very carefully. They work around his disabilities and they have a really, really touching scene, uh, towards the later part of the movie. And it's just, it's one of the classier, just, you know, tip the cap where it's like, yeah, you know, we know he, he, he can't quite do it anymore, but you know, we worked with him and we, we made him a part of this, this project anyway, you know, and it was, and they, they did it, like I said, just such a classy touching way. And it's a really highlight of the movie. That's, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. You know what I mean? It's 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 nostalgia, but it's done in such a a a tasteful way. You know, it's not all cheesy, and and they throw all these effects at everything. You know, as much as they can, practically they did, and they involved as many people as they as they did. You know, and uh, another quick spoiler: one of the main characters is Goose's kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Miles Teller, right? Yeah, Miles Teller. He's Rooster, and you know they play up that whole relationship and. You know how they actually has a very adversarial uh, relationship with Maverick, and they do it in a kind of a a very simple, but yeah, it, it's it's just it's a simple movie. You know, do they ever and, end up getting along? Do they resolve it? Of course, okay. but you'll have to go watch the movie to find out why and where and how and the whole thing. And and they do oh. they they do resolve it, and they actually have a very once again a nice touching moment where. You know they don't end up best buds, you know, and but uh, I want to say it, but I don't want to say it. But uh, so, but go check it out. It's it's great. Hopefully, after Adam goes sees it, then we'll we'll discuss more. You can spill the beans. Okay. <laughs> Twist my arm, why don't you? But um, so at the end, like I said, they had a very adversarial uh, touch and go because. Throughout the, uh, his career, Maverick actually held him back. Like in the academy, he actually had his, his papers pulled. So he actually held him back, uh, delaying his advancement in the military by years. And they did it very simply where, you know, he didn't understand why. And it's, it's, very, it's very well written and in a way where, you don't have to let the, the characters know everything that happened. And so the, the main reason why, you know, and everybody's like, well, why did Maverick do that? He just jerked you. You thought he was going to steal your thunder. He's like, no, his mother asked me to not, he didn't want his, her son to be a pilot like her son. He said, and I told her I'd do everything in my power to not let that happen. So he, you know, and, he never tells Rooster. He never dumps that on him. You know, he, and he made a point to, because he didn't, he always looked at it as like, you know, I'll be the bad guy. I'll be the bad guy. I'm not going to. And at this point, his mother died of cancer. He's like, I don't want you to have a negative image of your mother. He's like, I'll be the bad guy. I'll take it all. 
he never needs to know that. And so, you know, after, you know, and this whole thing leads up to this big mission. Anybody listens to Jocko? That's the big mish, right? Everybody's talking about, the, always talks about the big mish. And once the, the mission's over, by the way, it's successful. And he and Rooster and Maverick, and he calls him sir, but you knew he wasn't calling him sir. You knew he was calling him dad. And it was a very touching moment, very classy thing. So, and it, but it's like I said, it's not sappy. It's not over the top. It's all just, it's just, just enough. Yeah. Well, good, good, man. I can't wait to see it now. No, it's like I said, it's one of those. And I think it, this movie is really going to be, I don't, I hope, I hope it's a monster because like I said, no, I haven't heard anybody really say anything negative about it. And it's all been word of mouth. I've told everybody, you know, on, on social media, you know, in person that we, it was so nice. We went to a wedding. I actually got to like hang out with people again. It was like, ugh. it was, the weekend was so nice. Uh, just cause we had a wedding we had to go to, we had a picnic or a outing for family. Cause we have someone going off to the air force. It was just so nice to be around family and like family and friends and hug. And you don't have to worry about people being all, you know, please don't touch me. Oh, hand sanitizer. You know, it's no, we were just talking. We just hung out like, like we used to <laughs> back to normal. Yes. Yeah, it, it was the closest, the closest thing to a normal weekend where, you know, what went and saw an awesome movie had a, you know, they like said, went to a wedding, just got to hang out with family and just, just be normal. And it's just, such a relief. I got to do nothing. So <laughs> that was very nice. <laughs> so this is how the show prep went this week. So I was like, I saw Top Gun. I saw Stranger Things. I uh, you know, I saw Kenobi. And I was like, I saw Breakfast with Tiffany. <laughs> I did. I've always wanted to see it too. <laughs> I'm sorry, Breakfast at Tiffany's, right? Yeah, Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's crazy because uh, it, it played on YouTube for, you know, for free and it just played all the way through. Some movies will do that, you know, and, uh, it was, it was in the morning and it started playing it and I was getting my coffee and stuff and it's, you know, breakfast at Tiffany's is coming on and, you know, the, the beginning opens up, you know, spoilers. Um, Audrey Hepburn is walking around early in the morning. She's probably been up all night partying, uh, looking through the Tiffany's window and, you get these beautiful shots of, well, her and the city of New York. You know what I mean? Shots you don't really see often these days. And then it hit me. I was like, going to change it. I was like, wait a minute. This could be it. This could be your opportunity to watch this movie. You've been saying you're going to get around to it all this time. Why don't you just sit still and watch it? And it did. I, I enjoyed it. Some weird shit happened in that movie that... They would never let it make the cut today. See, good for you because every time I go to sit, like sit down to watch "quote unquote" a classic film, it never go one. You're either disappointed or two. I just end up falling asleep or completely lose interest. I, I, I've said it before. I still haven't watched this in Kane all the way through. Haven't done it. Can't do it. Can't I do fall it. asleep every single time. Yeah. So maybe that's. You know, one of the things we haven't done in a while, we haven't done a list in a while. Maybe we should do like a classic films list that we've either seen or we should see. Do it right now. We can't do it right now because I 
Mm -hmm. I have no show prep. I have no show prep. (laughs) I I can't go off the top of my head. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I'm I'm getting, you know, I'm an ADD guy. I got the improv going all the time. (laughs) And you're like, hey, show prep it. I'm like, I sure will. Hours hours go by and I don't (laughs) just sit in the same spot. (laughs) And the show prep is like, Five minutes before show. You're like, hey, I found this article. <laughs> At least like, this not, week. Not now. Yeah. At least this week. That's how it was. But uh, you bust your ass every week. You do bring in the top, the top stories. I, I got to applaud you for that. Well, that's what the social media is for. That's got lots of time to listen to other YouTubers. So I try and keep a pulse on what's going on. And the other, the pulse right now, Adam, because I hate transition from good to bad but we have to go to the bad and the bad's kenobi man mm. adam do you appreciate the original trilogy yeah and in a lot of ways i'm a purist it's hard for me i mean mandalorian is kind of like well see but, i'll take but the- that but i'll take i'll take i'll take that keep that everything else around it but here's you know, the beautiful take thing. it or leave it Here's the beautiful thing about Mandalorian. I don't care what the Mandalorian does because he's not canon. So he can do whatever he wants. He can play with, he's got all these brand new characters. I don't care what you do with them. Have fun. It's cool. But now when you have a show like Kenobi. My my point there though was, like you said, do I care about the original trilogy? In a lot of ways, to me, that's the only Star Wars I enjoy a lot of others, a lot of other Star Wars. I enjoy a lot of it. Yeah. With the exception, but there's there's the exception is for me, there's the original trilogy. It ends and then we go into Mandalorian and I keep all that. Those are those four things are my keep and the Christmas special. Everything else can take it or leave it. But the Christmas special is canon because B. Arthur's in that shit in my head. Okay, is B. Arthur in it or is she not in it? She's in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the... I remember I was like, "It's when you know what you know who she plays." I it, quick, 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 quick story. One Thanksgiving, we are out, and you know, Doctor E. Doctor yeah, E yeah. comes up and says, "Hey, I want you to see something. You haven't seen the Christian special yet." I was like, "No." He's like, and I thought he was going to be like, "Oh, I want I want to show you like this part." And so, like, my brother and like, yeah, okay. He made us sit and just watch the entire thing. <laughs> We're like, are we, are we getting to something? Or to some, and we just watch it, like, on a laptop, like, kind of standing, like, all kind of, are we, are we getting somewhere? And it's just like, no, we're, this is it. We're, we're watching the Christmas special. And I'm like, okay. And you realize that, like, after, like, 20 minutes, you're like, oh, we're just, we're just watching the Christmas special. This is, and this is you know what show the thing you wanted to show us was the Christmas special. Okay. How long is it? I've never gotten through it. I, I have a copy I, of it. Moment, please. because uh, I don't even remember. So it's, well, it's not is it Christmas? It's not even called the Christmas special, is it? It's the holiday. No, it's, it's the damn it, what is it called? Life Day. Life Day. Is it Life Day? Yeah. Uh, are we sure it was Life Day? Nope. 
Masters of the Universe had one too. <laughs> I think I'm getting it confused. So the Earth was Christmas. Let's call it the holiday special. Right, the holiday special, but you know. But it had a specific. Uh... So... We're trying to get Chewy home for. It's an hour and 37 minutes. It's got a 2.1 on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought it was Life Day. Yeah, it's to celebrate Life Day. Yeah. Okay, so it is Life Day. So I wonder what yeah. what is it in Masters of the Universe? That's what I wonder. Oh, you know what it was? It was the twins' birthday. There you go. Yeah, Adam and Adora. But yeah, it's a it's an hour and thirty seven minutes. We're like, are we? We're doing. We are doing this. We are doing this. We are watching the Star Wars holiday special. So should we make it home, dude? Okay. <laughs> Are you gonna make me watch it again? I'm gonna make you watch. Well, it's not. It's not because lack of. I just don't remember. I just remember I just that experience. Remember. I remember. So I showed it to a. I showed it to a buddy of mine. Uh, his name is your uh, friend now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it might not be your friend after you made him watch it. Oh, well, I was like, <laughs> that is the weirdest question. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I don't think you. I don't think you. I don't think you wouldn't talk to me. It's been a while, but you kicked my dog. But whatever. So he's seeing it, and we're watching. I'm like, isn't this crazy? He goes, I can't believe that this exists. <laughs> that's what his it, thing was. I think that's more the when you sit and watch, be like, I can't. I can't believe someone's like, this is a good idea. Yeah, it's I the, guess it only aired one time. Never hit well, the light yeah, day again. It's the epitome of striking while the iron's hot. And what do we have? Oh, we yeah, we'll throw together a holiday special. Yeah. Holiday special. So, but uh, yeah. So getting into Kenobi, Adam. I did not I, watch it. So all right, yeah. So I'm not even gonna play. Spoilers are coming. When you heard that they were making a Kenobi show. Because and here's the thing, originally started out is supposed to be a Kenobi movie, because this is when Disney first started. They were going to make a, you know, they made it uh, the Rogue One. They were going to make a Boba Fett movie. They were going to make a Kenobi movie, and then it got, you know, then Solo happened, and then the, the breaks immediately went on for all the big projects. When I when I knew they were going to make the Kenobi show, Adam, I thought this was going to be Disney. Disney's best foot forward. There, this is the money that was going to get all the budget. This was going to get all the top talent. This was going to get everything. I could not have been more wrong. It looks cheap. The sets look cheap. The costuming looks like average cosplay, not even like great cosplay, because there's a bunch of really hardworking cosplayers out there that do better work than what Disney's doing right now. Um. And the best thing about the show right now is you McGregor. Well, at least that, he's good. But that's just because he's, you know, we talked about before about having a show with like, there's a difference between like being TV star screen presence versus a film star presence. Sure. sure. And so when you, and you McGregor, you McGregor, whatever you think of them, 
still one of the best actors of his generation. He just is. He's one of the most talented people. If he's on a movie, if he's on a movie, he's one of the most talented people on that movie. They did not help him with the casting. Um, they did not help him with the writing. And they keep, you know, the big thing and the other thing. There's nothing like coming out just before your big uh, Kenobi, the big thing that you've been, the fans have been waiting for. And then you come out and call the fan, the, the company, Disney, parent company comes out and says, hey, uh, here's the other star of this movie um, or the show. And just to let you know, there's some racist fans out there. So if there's a backlash, you know, we're just preparing you for it. <laughs> like, Let's just call the whole fan base racist. Hey, all the people that, you know, that we really want to go out and watch the show. Yeah, you racist out there. It's like, what the hell is the matter with you people? Who's running their social media or their their promotions department says, hey, you know what we should do before the show comes out? Let's call them all racist so that when we have a, a black a female lead, uh, you know, you know, it's not like we're like stirring up hornet's nest and we're just pouring gasoline all over the place. And then in case there's any spark, we're like, who would have known? that we just set off this fire of, you know, what have you. I'm just like. A lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have you. <sighs> that was a deep cut for you folks at home. So. So, uh, yeah, uh, you hated it that much, huh? I didn't see. Here's the thing. And, and I said that I've been saying this for lead up since they announced the show, since they started doing promotion for it. This was the last, the last straw. And hey, speaking of Dr. E, he's watching us on Facebook. Thanks for watching, uh, Dr. E. I told hey, you how, uh, I was telling him how you made us watch the uh, Star Wars holiday special earlier. That was a core memory. Good move for that. Very good move. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, but this was the last straw. This was the last time of uh, the last chance at redemption to keep me as at least a Disney Star Wars fan because I will forever be a original Star Wars fan and I'm one of the fans I was a fan of the uh, prequels Dr. E says hi Adam hello sir um, I can't see you on my side of things but yeah I, I just see all the chat on my side so yeah um so this this was the last chance because and I did a, re a quick review when I watched episode three because, and I wanted to put it in perspective because Adam, I really, really like the Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I really like, I really like Star Trek. Really, really like Star Trek. I really, really like the DC movies, the Batman movies. So that when I say I love, 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 love Star Wars, Star Wars is my number one with a bullet. That's how far they push fans like me, where, like I said, I was willing to overlook, you know, all the nonsense, all the, the bad things of the prequels. Actually, episode three is so far the best, and that's not saying a lot, but I'm getting there. Um, so, what was I saying? So when I say that I love 
Will there be another Star Trek with Chris Pine? I don't know. That's a good question because they announced that there was going to be another Star Trek movie, and then all the cast went, say what? So, not sure. I heard something like last month, or the beginning of last yeah, month. they announced it, and all the stars are like, good to know. Okay. Yeah. So, not sure. But, um, but, um, yeah, I hate when I do that. Were, weren't they supposed to tra- train that out of us at broadcast school? But, um, but, oh, train that out of us? Yeah. I mean, until you get into the real world and you realize people talk like normal people. Yeah, and then you realize that you don't have to say W's in a certain way. Yeah. W. Are they? Are that's, they? That's a cast culture joke. Or they make you read something that phonetically says "emmer ducks" instead of "them are ducks," right. and it gets stuck in your head for the next twenty-one years. <laughs> right. Yeah, once in a while, man. Doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'll just go "emmer ducks." Emmer ducks. Oh, a damn town profit class. I say W. W. <laughs> W-N-L-D. W is that W was it WNLD or WLND? Yes, WNLD. WNLD was still there, man, because I went back. Remember, I went back again. I got two 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 diplomas from there. Got two tours of service there. Yeah, 20 years apart, too. Cheap chat. Huh? Um, but anyway, so getting back to my point. So when I was still around. I don't think it's still around anymore. I got I think I was I was one of the last classes. Yeah, I forget what it got absorbed by, but uh, Lawrence Tech. About, yeah, Lawrence Tech. So, uh, in case you guys wonder what we're talking about, we're talking about Specs Howard School of Broadcasting here in Michigan. We're alumni. We are alumni. Adam went back and got was it kind of like refresher course on it anyway. Before, I was like, gonna oh, go. Ba- I was gonna go back and just do radio, right. and you know, solid. You know, but that way have the whole concentration all together under one. But it doesn't work that way anymore. You have to take the whole thing anyway. <laughs> So yeah. I figured, hey, you know what? It's not going to hurt me to refresh my video skills. Guess what? Right. Now I'm in love with video again. In love. Head over heels. So, hold on, Dr. E. I'm getting there. So anyway, when I say that I love, love Star Wars with a bullet, when they push me to the point where Disney pushes me to, to the point where I say I'm done with Disney and I'm just going to go back in time and just have <laughs> uh, we're just gonna have the originals. We're gonna do prequels. Mandalorian. You know, we still got so much stuff. Because one of the dumb things that Disney did when they started, they said, "Hey, all that EU, the expanded universe stuff, all the comics, all the novels, and all that, throwing that, in, throwing it away." I thought okay. they did the opposite and said it was no. all together because George nope. Lucas was the one that said it was not canon. He said it wasn't canon, but he didn't care. You know, what that people are like, hey, you want to go write your stories, write your stories. It's cool. I assume he's still got a chunk of it anyway. Well, he always said, but it has nothing to do, you know, it's still not connected. Right. Yeah. And and it was and everyone's like, okay, fine, but you know, it's you know, everybody's still gonna uh, go tell their stories. He never had an issue. And so but there's but that what created such an, an elaborate that expanded the universe for so many fans. And then the like I said, the first thing Disney came in did was like, yeah, all that's all that's gone. Um so Kenobi was the last last straw. Because and like I said, I I was hoping they were put their best foot forward, and they simply didn't. And 
they have Kenobi who's who's a broken man and they they really play up kind of the post-traumatic stress thing and i don't like when things like star wars like like i said i love star wars but it has its place in the world where it doesn't have to get that real it's still fake guys it's still just it's still fake let's not hit too hard with the post-traumatic stress you know like let's let's just cool the brakes on that one just a little bit guys it's still fake and he's a, he's a broken man, and oh, that sucks. And worse, he's an absolute coward. He doesn't train anymore. He doesn't have. He doesn't even use his lightsaber. He's working a schlub job, butchering this giant fish out in the middle of the desert. That's how he makes his makes his money. That's how he gets by. He checks up on Luke on occasion. He's oh, that's gonna stink. A, He's got a hole-in-the-wall cave that he lives in. And then you have the Inquisitors. The Inquisitors are... Uh, we went over... It's The Inquisitors are Force-sensitive uh, people. They're not quite Jedi. They're not quite Sith. But they're all trained basically to go after the last remaining Jedi. Mm. So that's where we have Reva. That's where we have the Grand Inquisitor. The Reva's the third sister. And then we have the other uh, Inquisitors. And... And this is where they really start to mess with canon and storyline. So the Grand Inquisitor is in the cartoon show Rebels. That's where he's originally introduced. And the Inquisitors, that's where they're kind of introduced, I believe, unless they do it in a book. But on screen, the first place you see them is Star Wars Rebels, the animated series. He's a badass. He's really, all the Inquisitors are tough characters. Reva kills him. Just stabs him in the gut. Hmm. No, no, yeah, and it's just one of those things where, yeah, just gonna off you, and we're everybody's like, well, that's the first, first thing it can because he's supposed to be in your show, isn't he? Like later, um, and then, so we have uh, the Inquisitors going through town, and they run into uh, Uncle Owen. And so Reva's really getting after him. He's threatened. He's she's threatening the whole town because everybody's these the, the Inquisitors are looking for Kenobi. They're after doing everything they get again to uh, get any clues for Kenobi. And they see Uncle Owen. They don't know obviously who he is, but they start threatening him. And <laughs> and so instead of Uncle Owen doesn't give him up. And then another random townspeople uh, give up. So she cuts off their arm. Just cuts off the random townspeople's arms because she's a mean person. Okay. And, you know, one of the earlier scenes, sorry to jump around a little bit, but they do have a Jedi in town. Not obviously Obi-Wan, but another Jedi. And so he escapes and ends up running into Obi-Wan and he recognizes Obi-Wan right away. And Obi-Wan's like, Hey man, we lost. Give it up. Basically go bury your lightsaber and go live your life. Not really what he was looking for. And not, and you know what? Not the Kenobi that we knew because the Kenobi we knew through the prequels, the clone wars TV show, 
he always had bravado. He was always brave. He was always a badass. And I know you can sit there and say, hey, this character's broken. You know, but I can't see this character just giving up on everything he's done most of his life. It doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. To me. Uh, I know exactly how you feel. Huh? I know exactly how you feel. Only thing is, with mine, it's like that. Like, you know, I can get more a different way you this is star wars it's kind of like yeah well and it, you know it's like taking back to real world. when you're a martial artist let's you know say jedi is sort of similar to martial arts if you're a martial artist for life you're a martial artist for life you don't just give it up you know and especially when you know and it's alluded to in other things where this is the most important thing that obi-wan is doing with his life is watching over Luke because right, this, and that's what everybody's that, that's the implications that this is the most important thing. Luke and Leia are the most important thing to the Jedi. This is they are the last ember of the Jedi. They're the Not new Yoda. hope. Yeah, they're they're the new freaking hope. Right. So. And Adam, what is one of the most iconic scenes in A New Hope? If you should strike me down now, darling. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, help uh, me sorry. Obi-Wan Obi Obi Kenobi. You're, you're our last hope. Our, our, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Yes, sir. You're my only so you hope. loaded with good shit. When you get the implication that she has never met Obi-Wan Kenobi slash Ben Kenobi. Right? That's the implication. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, guess what? Little Leia gets kidnapped by Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then Bail Organa contacts Obi-Wan to go track her down. So not only does he abandon he, with persistence, he does he doesn't abandon him right away. But for some odd reason, Bail says, You're my you're my only hope. I can't contact anybody. I can't send bounty hunters after. I was like, no, you got to do it. They reuse the line. I, I don't remember. I okay. I didn't pay that much attention. I, would, I was probably eye rolling too hard. But that breaks that breaks canon. And so, long story short, he does. He goes. He tracks her down. And they have this adventure where he's trying to get her back to Alderaan. I'm just like, dude, that breaks so much canon right there. I just, I, it, this, this story has next Why didn't Jimmy no Smith go save her? Apparently he can't do anything. Yeah. Fucking Jimmy yeah, Smith. But you're, you're rich Alderanians. I don't know what the correct term is. Alderanian? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, thanks like for that. sticking around, Dr. E. Hey, Doc, it's, it's good. To, I'm glad you're there, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for watching. Spread the good word, sir. But uh, but long story short, Jerry, I don't care for the show that much just because they break too much canon. They don't respect the story enough. They don't respect the canon enough. And they really, they just don't respect Obi-Wan. It's supposed to be Obi-Wan's show. This is supposed to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is supposed to be a glimpse into the time frame from when 
between Sith and New Hope? Between when, you know, he originally delivers the kids to everywhere, and then he sits there and says, this is my post. This is what I'm going to, basically what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And we get Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Kenobi, Kenobi, the We get Kenobi the coward. We get Kenobi the weak Kenobi who barely knows... not he doesn't know, but he can barely use the force. There's an instance where she's falling off the building, and to even catch her, you know, keep her from falling, you'd think he would, like had a hernia trying to just keep this little girl from hitting the ground. So he's not rusty. I'd made that he's seized. He's like an uh, old engine. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like that explains why he his force kind of was like really shitty and, and slow in the first one, other than, you know, they didn't have the technology. But, like, you know what I mean? How slow it was? So like, you from you know, you see him young in The Phantom Menace, and then you look at A New Hope, and it's like, it doesn't really add up. Like, why can't that guy do, like, super flips? And why, is, right. you know? Yeah, but there, there's a difference between being rusty and what he is in Kenobi. Well, yeah, and it's a stupid thing to try to answer if that was the route they were going. Yeah, um, but also, so let me just try and fast forward here to episode three. So she gets kidnapped. She, mind you, the kidnappers are chasing it. It's stupid because they're she's this little ten year old girl, and she's running through the forest, and these kidnappers can't catch her. She's this is of, Leia. This is Leia, and of course she's the you know super spunky and super smart whatever um so how do we end up so so we have uh reva basically being an a-hole and so when she gets kidnapped when leia gets kidnapped to this other planet uh she gets the inquisitor's follower there and it's funny because they have this fight scene where at one point on this planet Everybody puts out the image of Obi-Wan Kenobi with the price on his head and yada, yada, yada. And it, it's, there's so many ridiculous things in the show where everybody knows what a Jedi looks like, right? Yes. Everybody, they wear a robe and it's very simple. It's meant to be very like a monk, you know, where you have very little possessions. Everybody's like, oh, how do we know what he's dressed like? He's, and he's just wearing a robe. He looks like a Jedi. He's in this town where everybody's dressed like people in towns and stuff. And there's like, how could we possibly pick out the Jedi in this crowd? I was like, because he looks, he's dressed like a Jedi. He's sticking out like a fucking sore thumb, man. Because he's the only one who looks like a Jedi. That's the way you can probably notice that. Hey, that's probably, he looks like a Jedi. And not to mention, not just any Jedi. Probably, if anybody knows anything about the Jedi, he's probably the most popular Jedi besides, you know, Yoda. But whatever. I mean, the name alone. I mean, that's right up there with Duncan Idaho. Not as cool, but Wait. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, come on, dude. Don't Duncan Idaho. I mean, that's hey, a... hey, I'm excited. I can't wait. When's that supposed to be? Hey, Danny. When is that supposed to be coming out? Do we know the Dune two sequel? Years. Wait, two, two years. years. Yeah. I'll be I'll be waiting on that one. But There's anyway, so. In 2023. Well, they changed the whole DC lineup, so I don't know what. I don't know when anything's coming out anymore. But anyway, so in the town where everybody's looking for a Jedi, how could they possibly find the Jedi who's dressed like a Jedi? 
Right. And so now at this point, not only do they have the Inquisitors after, they have the, the town or all the uh, bounty hunters after, and they have this rooftop scene where they're jumping across rooftops and and so they're getting shot at and they have Reva do this parkour thing. And she, I was like, that's cool. That's, you know, she's got abilities. I have no problem with that. So she's parkouring all over the place. You know, they're jumping, they're getting shot at. And then that's when they have the scene where Leia falls and he's got to, you know, do the thing to just keep her from falling and they moved on and they're trying to do some other things that you know they're trying to get off planet now like five minutes later they still have Reva parkouring through the scene through the rooftops and like you're not even you're does no one know how like editing and pacing works in a show so that's how the and then it ends with uh it ends up with a scene of Vader waking, you know, kind of opening because he knows that, oh, Kenobi, you know. Oh, on God. The, he got his morning wood over him because he felt oh, his yeah. presence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super. Like, that's like, that's that lightsabers at full staff point. I see your Schwartz is as big <laughs> as mine. <laughs> so, episode three starts. We get to see the. And here's another thing. They don't even know how the freaking helmet is supposed to go on Darth Vader correctly. Like it was a gag in the show, like, or you mean no, like the actual people no, making the show they, fucked it no, up? Because they got they got Vader in the back of the tank. You see, you know, he's got all these things hooked up, and they show all the things unhooking. And then you know the last thing is the helmet going on. Well, the helmet's supposed to go on, so you got the chin piece thing, and then the face part goes on, and then the capper is the helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they had the whole thing go on as one. I'm like, you don't even know how this works. You don't even know how the helmet works. So anyway. Obviously did not watch The Empire Strikes Back. Didn't watch Empire Strikes Back or Revenge of the Sith at the very end. All you had to do was watch the very end and see how the damn helmet goes. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. This so now we've, got, awful. now we've got Vader in play and they're on another planet. I forget exactly because I just, I don't care the name of the planets. Don't ask me, but they're on, you know, Kenobi mentions, Oh, this used to be a lush planet until the empire got here and ruined everything. Right. <laughs> then it's the part I was mad about. LOL. Right. Well, so okay. they're on this planet and then they actually have actually uh, the, what really should have been how the show kind of went. So they're, they end up on this truck being driven by this mole guy. And he looks over on the hill and he sees Anakin as Vader, you know, just like a flashback. And it was, I was like, that's, that's the stuff that should have been in the show, you know, and you could, you could just see he's tortured. You know, I have no problem with Obi-Wan being tortured. I just don't like that. They made him a coward and they just made him just useless. He's essentially useless in the show. He's, he's dragged bomb. He's dragged around by Leia half the, half the show. I'm just, and there's a scene. So they're in the truck and they're portraying themselves as, you know, someone else because they're on, everybody's looking for them. And so the truck picks up some stormtroopers because, you know, it's a, it's a, a imperial power planet. So there's stormtrooper garrison around. And 
So they're sitting in the back of the truck. They're riding with the stormtroopers, and Leia's talking to the stormtroopers for some reason. And so, you know, Kenobi kind of goes, well, Leia, and all the stormtroopers like, what? I was like, Kenobi's not a moron. He's not stupid. They're portraying him as just, he's a coward. He's stupid. He's impotent in the force. You know, he's just everything he was not in the movies, in the TV show. <sighs> so why do, the, why do the soldiers want to come after her? Because they're looking for him. Because. Why are they looking for her? Why are they looking for her? Because she ran they're away? Not, they're not. No, because she was kidnapped. Oh, good. And now. Okay. But they were kidnapped by, I assume, yeah, so uh, Reva the Inquisitors hired someone to kidnap them. So, because they're trying, essentially, because this all revolves because they're trying to draw out Kenobi. They don't even know who Leia is, you know. Or, well, no, right, I'm that's sorry. why. I no, okay, I'm, no, I apologize. That's another stupid thing that, so Reva set up the kidnapping because she went into the archives and realized there was a, a connection between Bell. Bail Organa and Obi Wan, so that she pulled on that thread. How she figured that one out, I don't know. But that was that's the premise behind that one. And so, also, I apologize, Riva. Riva, one of the first scenes they had Riva as they showed a little black girl in the Jedi Temple as Order sixty six was going on. That's implied that she was being trained as a Jedi. Hmm. Uh, Danny says, I was told he has to be be the wuss and can't practice force because they would sense Obi-Wan. That makes sense, but I, I can't imagine where he he just wouldn't give up on the force totally. That just there's just like I said, there there's ways to do things, but he's just everything so he, impotent in the force. It doesn't make everything sense. Everything that was everything that was just said, you know, would make sense if they would sense him. You know what I mean? But how right. come in a new hope he was just like, all right, this guy fucking pity lightsaber, this and that, we're gonna get on a starship. You know what I mean? Like you well, would I, think I would that think, well, if that's the case, then why wouldn't it work 20 years later? Well, and one of the things you know Yoda tells Obi-Wan to do is how to get in contact with uh Qui-Gon. So which means I I assume that meant to get in more in touch with the spiritual side of the force, get stronger with the force. I assume the when stronger does Yoda say that. He says it at the end because he's like, I came into contact with an old friend of yours. And basically he was talking about, you know, Qui-Gon had crossed over, you know, figured out how to do what Obi-Wan does, excuse me, later in the movies. So that was kind of like, hey, I'll teach you how to do this or, you know. And there's a few times where he, he just very weakly goes, Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon. And like, that's, that's the extent of him trying to get, in, get into contact. Uh, with with Qui-Gon. So, but anyway, so now we're on, on this planet. We have uh, Kenobi being a moron in the back of a truck, almost getting them uh, killed and caught. And now, uh, as they come up to the outpost, there's a shootout. They have this one character. I forget her name because I don't care about anything that much in the show. Uh, but they hide them out in the safe house, the safe house that's meant for Jedi. And here's another thing. So I, I told you I did not like what they did with the post-traumatic stress thing. Here's another shit thing. I do not care. I don't like what they do. 
So they have these series of safe houses where they transport people. It sounds very much like the Underground, Underground Railroad, but it's, I forget what they call it. But I was like, you freaking a-holes. I was like, you mess with, I was like, you're, you're seriously trying to, to convey this message into Star Wars. I was like, you freaking morons. Yeah. It's like, dude, don't even go there with that. That's, that's disrespectful. But anyway, if you like it, that's fine. I thought it was borderline disrespectful to try and compare the Jedi, you know, safe houses to the Underground Railroad. Get me, get me you a know, freaking break. The 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 poor, uh, I will say, what well, the uh, freed slaves that were running away from those places, you know, they couldn't uh, just reach into their pocket and whip out an old sword and start flipping around, right? Like you know, like like the Jedi's can. And this Order 66 thing, what the fuck is people so worried about it for? What happened to this? What happened to, there are two Jedis boarding this ship. We will not survive this. What happened to all that? I mean, I get it at the end of, like, it's still far-fetched. But at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Order 66 comes out. Truthfully, this is how I think it would go. You might get a few of them. Maybe a couple of guys who were distracted. You definitely would have nailed uh, uh, Anakin because he'd have been thinking about, you know, Padme the whole time. And then, <laughs> boop, he gets shot in the head, he's dead. Uh, so his mind is never where it's supposed to be. Oh, he's in the future, never where he is. Anyways, what's he's doing? Uh, uh, but yeah, so. so my point where I'm going with that is like how – how dangerous is this empire to the... And there seems to be a new Jedi that just happens to turn up out of the sand somewhere. Like, hey, I survived. Me too. Well, that's a, it, it's one of those like, man, this... Yeah, Order 66 wasn't nearly as bad as they made it out to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, you just put a hit out on like some of the most powerful people. Yeah. Period. Period. Hey, hey, police officers, go track down all the Navy SEALs. See how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the stroke of midnight, kill every Navy SEAL you know. And, like, or, all of or, a sudden... Marine, or Marine recons. Have fun with that one. Yeah, and, and like, you know, they start opening fire, and a couple of them get hit, a couple get pinned down, but then they look at each other, like, what the fuck? And they regroup, <laughs> and they the kill fuck? these motherfuckers. <laughs> this was a terrible idea. Uh, yeah, Danny, asked, was like, Danny asked, were the Inquisitors dead by New Hope? Danny, I don't even know because the New Hope was totally a Dave Filoni uh, creation, I believe. What? So, da- Dave a Filoni. Hope. A New Hope. Not that's not a. You said New Hope is a Dave Filoni creation. No, I apologize. The Inquisitors are oh, okay. a Dave Filoni creation. So okay, gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha. My understanding, yeah, they're probably all done by the time a New Hope is. So, I think this is kind of gonna. I think this will probably tie up the loose ends of the Inquisitors. I can see them trying to do that because they'll probably say, and this is one of the theories that uh, Reva's going to be the the hero at the end and basically let Luke live and let, and basically tell uh, Vader that, you know, Kenobi's taken care of or whatever, and he's going to, you know, kill her anyway. So that's, that's kind of the rumor. So I think this is going to tie up that loose thread eventually because yeah there's no i i said inquisitors weren't even a thing uh that i even heard of so that that's i can't see them i don't know it it, 
I think, just like I said, it's one of those felony creations. And hopefully this is how they tie it up. But um, So getting back to the story. So they're in the, they're in the safe house and they're waiting to be taken to the pilot to get taken off world. But Vader shows up. And this is the highlight of episode three. I'm not saying it's all bad, but this is episode three of the series so far is the best episode so far. Not saying a lot, but it is the best episode because you have Darth Vader doing Darth Vader shit. So you've got, uh, so they know that Kenobi's on the planet. So they're trying to draw him out. So what does Vader do? He literally just starts like ripping people out of houses with the force. He starts breaking people's necks. He just starts doing this, you know, rampage through this town. And Kenobi cowardly just sits there and watches. He doesn't do it. So, when the time comes, he runs away for the first time to, uh, to kind of lead Vader and everyone away from uh, Leia so that she can get to the storehouse or get to the ship without with the uh, other woman that helped them at the checkpoint. So, they come to the quarry and Kenobi runs right into Vader. And what does he do, Adam? He, he runs like a bitch. He just runs away. And then he cut and then Vader, you know, when they're in this quarry. You know, nothing quite says high quality production like this uh in this quarry. <laughs> so he runs, he tracks him down again. And you know what Kenobi does this time, Adam? He runs away. <laughs> again? <laughs> he runs away again. And then and they finally Vader corners him and he forces him to take out his lightsaber. Or actually, he has his out his he has his lightsaber out at this point because he's so scared and he thinks you know Vader's gonna sneak up behind him. But then he, he eventually sneaks up on him and Vader just starts bashing him with the lightsaber. And it really shows because this is here's the problem. So you've got this is peak peak Vader. This is. Vader and his most badass, like his most hateful. He hates this guy. He hates everything. He hates the Emperor. So this is peak Vader. I don't want to say peak Anakin because you can, you can, we can have the argument like who's stronger at what point, you know, peak Anakin or peak Vader. Not an argument I want to have right now, but this is peak Vader. And he, with one arm, is just beating the tar out of Kenobi. And you can fist. No, with, with the lightsaber, sorry. He's just, you know, hacking away at him with one arm, and Kenobi's doing everything in his power basically not to die. It just backed away, and, and then and then he runs away again. So he was he beating again. him with the lightsaber without the lightsaber drawn? No, he was, well, he had the lightsaber out, and, you know, he was, but he was just, he wasn't trying to kill Kenobi. He was just pounding on him, and Kenobi's defending with the lightsaber. Okay. But, you know, Kenobi's using two hands and every ounce of his strength and Vader with one arm is just bashing him gotcha. with the lightsaber. And you can say with each with each passing, you know, swipe of that saber, he's just beating him down farther and farther. Okay, okay. So I took it as he was pistol whipping him with it. It's the, uh, it's the lightsaber equivalent of pistol whipping him without killing him because that you can tell at this point 
he's no match for Vader. He's no match for anyone, frankly. Right. He's barely he barely took out some stormtroopers on his own. And you've and you haven't even seen him use the force anywhere else. He barely uses a Jedi in a Jedi show barely uses the force. So he runs away again and they finally Vader finally corners him. And then so it's this kind of open spot and Vader force chokes him, has him up in the air and spreads this stone out. And then while he's got him up in the air, he sets the stones on fire and he throws Kenobi. And he's literally just holding him there and like kind of kind of rubbing his face in the fire, which you would think would do devastating damage, but it really doesn't. <laughs> he, he, he ends up with his, his arm gets burned pretty bad, but that's about it, you know, because that's how fire works. Okay, so, so much for when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Yep. And then how he, how does he get away, Adam? He runs? But no, he has to be carried away by a droid. Oh, oh okay, okay. Defeated, and here's the, the rumor. Why, wait, wait, why did he lose? Why, wait, why did he get away? Okay. How, what happened Sorry. to Vader? All right, so. I Vader can't believe I just asked. This <laughs> I need more info on this terrible show. Right. So, you know, eventually the fire goes out, and he, uh, at this point, some stormtroopers had run up, and instead of, like, Vader holding him with the force because he just had him up in the air with the force. He tells the stormtroopers to go grab him. When they go to grab him, woman, I can't remember her name, starts shooting at the stormtroopers, creating enough of a diversion and also setting the stones back on fire. So now there's a fire barrier and now the droid comes up, picks him, and takes him away. It makes zero sense because Vader very easily could have stopped the fire, picked him up, and taken him wherever he wanted. So... Once again, more nonsense. It doesn't make sense about the show. So, wow. by the end of by the end of episode three, we have a coward, impotent Kenobi with the knowing ass uh, little girl who's oh who's by the way now when we end uh, the the episode we have Kenobi cornered by Riva somehow at, in this tunnel that she had already killed the pilot that was supposed to take him off world. Uh, that's where it kind of leaves. Us there but so we have uh you know Bader the Inquisitors Kenobi Leia and it's all just kind of a crap sandwich at this point so wow and somehow some way they're supposed to have two more fights between Bader and Kenobi how why why is that needed I don't know but the only thing there's only one thing I hope comes from the rest of the show is that Hayden Christensen uh, gets some type of redemption for the crap that he took? That's the only thing. I Why do you hope he gets a redemption? I think he got a raw deal. Uh, I think he caught way more crap for the prequels than he deserved. Just one of those things where I think he, I don't think it's one of those things where the prequels are uh, getting, you know, better in certain people's eyes because of what Disney's dishing up. So they're, you know, people are being less critical because remember in the when the prequels came out people were ultra critical of the prequels and well, I, understand, I understand why and i get it but because my eyes my my vision i was tunnel visioned on basically what happens at the end of episode three. 
I was like, I don't care what happens. I just want to get there. Once we get there, I don't care. I I, I can barely remember them. I remember <laughs> I remember Phantom Menace right. more than I I liked Phantom Menace. Uh, to tell you the truth, I wasn't a fan of uh, uh, the Gungan. Uh, Jar Jar. Yeah, Jar Jar. But uh, I remember that uh, number two was boring, and I, I guess I kind of I liked the third one. Yeah, yeah. Dan, uh, Danny says I'm mad they reneged on the Obi Wan Darth Maul fight. You know, Danny, I was watching a video. I don't remember. Uh, I'll try and find it. And I'll send it over to you because there's Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer's the he does the voice for Darth Maul in the show, and okay. he does a he really tells the story because there's a really awesome final duel between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Maul. And I, I apologize. I can't remember if it's in rebels or if it's in one of the final seasons of clone wars, but he tells the importance of the battle and he tells, he tells it so beautifully and with such passion as to why, you know, just to why this, this, this duel just what basically what why what kenobi is doing is so important and i wonder if i can find that if i can find it because it's it's just it's just beautiful frankly Yeah, here it is. So um, I hope this doesn't uh if well, I'm not I don't care if we get demonetized or not, but <clears throat> get what? I say if it doesn't really matter if we get demonetized or not. We're making money on this. <laughs> in case we make money, in case for some odd reason we, with you. people make you know, people want to watch us enough for this one, but this is but the video. The so. so Maul sparks his lightsaber. Can you hear that? That immediately yeah. makes Obi-Wan react. So what does Obi-Wan do? Hard feelings. Ewan McGregor. Young Obi-Wan. The same guy who would fight in a war. The same guy that would commit acts of violence. The same guy that would go along with all this. The warrior. So then you hear the Force theme and Obi-Wan realizes, I'm not this guy anymore. I'm this guy. And he becomes Alec Guinness. And then, in a final move, he goes, and in my final move, not only will I honor my master, Qui-Gon Jinn, and he goes to the Qui-Gon Jinn move, but that's the same trick that he plays back on Maul. Because in the same way that Maul spins his lightsaber, and everyone goes, I'm Ewan McGregor. No, I'm Ben Kenobi. I'm Qui-Gon Jinn. And the moment he thinks, I'm Qui-Gon Jinn, Darth Maul goes, oh, I know how to beat you. Tries the same move that he did to, they used to kill Qui-Gon, and that's what kills Maul. Maul, who walked into this fight thinking this is a desert rat, this is a hopeless man hiding in the desert because he's a coward, he's a failed Jedi, he's got nothing left. Oh, he's protecting someone? That's cute. Someone like Satine, who I killed. Oh, this is really cute. This is so fun. Now, really, he's projecting his own miserable life on this guy. Maul has been hiding. Maul, Maul has been a coward. And the moment they fight, and Obi-Wan is not the man who will fight anymore. He does not fight, but he will end the conflict if he has to and put his sword away. And the moment that he hits 
Maul so quickly. Maul realizes, oh my goodness, I've misread this. This is not a failed Jedi. This is not a hopeless man in the desert. This is a Jedi master who is on active duty. And if he is this good, this must be the most important guard post in the entire galaxy. And that's when he realizes this is about the Chosen One, isn't it? He collapses into his arms, having fallen to the Qui-Gon Jinn thing. And Obi-Wan cradles him the same way he cradled the Qui-Gon Jinn, the same way he cradled Satine, the same way he cradled all of Maul's victims. And they have the same conversation that Qui-Gon Jinn had. Is he the Chosen One? He is. He will avenge us. And that, my friend, is what... That, my friend, is what Kenobi should have been about. What was that from? That was the chant. Dude, it's just a video I found, but uh, that is... I made um, it? Uh, the Star Wars Life. I don't know where he got it, but if you notice, like, that's just Sam were sitting down at either some type of Comic-Con or some type of Star Wars celebration thing. Uh, it's, oh, hold on. So, it says right here. So, uh, Sam Woodward, the voice of Darth Maul from Star Wars Rebels, breaks down and explains to Obi-Wan for Darth Maul final duel in detail, talking about the wise and well-learned Jedi Master Ben Kenobi bested Maul so easily. Much respect to Sam Witwer, who clearly knows what he's talking about. So, uh, credit to YouTube user Immortal Soldier for the Sam Witwer video and Reddit user uh, Classic for the ideas. CLA221C for Reddit there. But uh, when I saw that, I'm like, that? Right, Danny? I say, that is what... Obi-Wan should have been portrayed as not the coward that he is. Now, they've got a lot of redemption going on, but one, I just love the passion that Sam Witwer has in talking about like, talk about someone who knows his freaking Star Wars. I'd really like to know what he thinks of the Kenobi that's being put out right now, but I'm just like obviously, we are talking about apples and oranges. They're not even comparable to the Kenobis that so I, I saw that, and I'm like, that is the Kenobi that we should be seeing. That's a Kenobi. The story should be told, and we are not getting that. That was crazy. And the more he explained, the more I agreed with it. Like, oh, he's that oh, and, fast. Oh, he's dude, just that was, fast. Made me think of the bar. Um, it, it made me, yeah, it made me just go, <laughs> oh, that's, he nails it. He's 100% right. He's just like, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. A thousand times. Yes. Yes, yeah. you get it. The people who are actually making the show doing a thing, they it. don't get they don't get Kenobi. They don't get Star Wars. Over the years, you've had people you had forgive me, I can't remember her name. Uh George Lucas's first wife. Is it Marsha Lucas? Oh, I don't know. But when even she comes out, because she doesn't get nearly enough for credit for the original series or the original trilogy. She's one of the main reasons Star Wars is Star Wars, and she comes out and says, you don't get it. Now, if we had people who are actually honest, like, you know, Sam, what we're saying, that's what Star Wars should have been, not the stuff that's that you guys are, you know, putting out there today. You don't understand Star Wars. Ah, shit, dude. I, rest, I, I, I can't touch that. I mean, 
No, like, like I said, I, I almost, I damn near cried watching that because he just, he has so much respect for Star Wars. He has so much respect for the characters. Yeah. And just in that, because it, it's not a duel, it's barely a duel at that point. You know, he explains yeah. it because it, but in that, it's such a, a powerful scene because, you know, everybody knows that George Lucas basically took samurais, you know, it, the sam, Jedi based off samurai. And a samurai, you know, duel was basically that. It was essentially one strike and done, you know, but it wasn't just one strike. There was so much more to it. And the way he just, like I said, I, I, I love that video. It's, it's just so, just, oh, that's, <laughs> that's Star Wars, man. It's a Jedi Master on active duty. Exactly, and he's the like most important post. Not just the the most important post in the galaxy. Yeah, and that is not that is not my friend. What we are getting from Disney Plus. Um, after seeing that, I, I you know, I, it puts it in perspective. To, yeah, it? it does. It really does. He sacrificed the rest of his life to protect that kid. But he didn't give up. He, not only did he keep training, he got better. He got stronger in the force. He might have, his physical tools might have declined, but his power, his use of the force increased. Not decreased. I don't know. This shows him. Well, we'll see. I'll say, if you want to check it out, it's one of those like, hey, if you want to watch a terrible thing, I guess you can watch Kenobi. But it's, it's, it just it just breaks too much canon. It breaks it breaks too much stuff, and I just I can't stand. You know, it, when they broke Luke, and they made Luke basically a murderous old man, and what right. they've done to, to Kenobi, it's it's not how you treat the legacy characters, man. It's not how you do it. No, nope. uh, so. especially with uh, you know Luke being murderous. I th- I know we've said it before, but uh, you know, your nephew's, you know, a pain in the ass like that or whatever, just call his parents and have him pick him up. Yeah. Like, you, you don't gotta kill him. Solo, come get your kid. Yeah. Not like, oh, I'm gonna kill him in his sleep. We're not gonna yeah. do this honorably. We're not gonna have a duel. We're not gonna have a, a test to test you out of school. No, 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 my friend. I'm gonna try and kill you in your sleep. Yeah, that, that's what, but, and then when you, and uh, I know we talked about it before, but when you had, you know, even Mark Hamill saying, "That's not Luke. Luke's like literally the most. That's not a Jedi. That's not a Jedi. That's not Luke. <laughs> Luke's literally the most optimistic person on the planet. He's the one who looked Darth Vader in the eye and said, I believe there's still good in you.' Not, yeah. uh, and then he turns into, "I'm gonna kill you in your sleep." So that would be the move, you know, of a Sith. You made yeah. him evil. You made him worse of, than a Sith. And you did it out of because, fear. He, he but did it out of thing. fear. Sith are, aren't even that cowardly. They made him more cowardly than a Sith. Because yeah. at least Sith have honor. They want to kill you. They want to look you in the eye when they kill you. Fucking Millennium Falcon lands and he's like, well, hey, where's Ben, Luke? Well, he was having some behavioral issues. <laughs> Tried to kill him. It's all good. Yeah. But uh, you know, he ran away. And uh, well, he had his own cult going. We couldn't allow that. Crazy. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Back into some good stuff. Adam, are you a fan of Stranger Things? 
I've never seen it. Really? Yep. It is definitely worth checking out. So uh, season one, fantastic. Seasons two and three, not as good. Season four, right back up the same quality as season one. A lot into the uh, horror 80s nostalgia. A lot of of callbacks to the 80s. Fantastic. It's funny because my wife's a few years older than me, so there's certain times where I go, look over, I was like, hey, was that a thing? She's like, like, yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> like, everybody's calling each other like douchebags. I was like, they, they didn't call each other douchebags like that in the 80s. She's like, but uh, yeah, that it's a fun show. It was funny because so they released the first seven episodes. They're supposed to be filming the last part. I don't know how long the second part of the season is supposed to be. But so far, the first seven uh, episodes are fantastic. Uh, sad part is we were trying to fit it in last night and like a half hour left in the last episode, our internet went out. <laughs> like the, the uh, you know, buffering thing came out. Be like, wow, these guys are masters of <laughs> suspense. <laughs> like, damn it. Eat your heart like, out, oh. Ball Yeah, as it turns out, oh, it's the, uh, the internet went out. Damn it. Okay, so uh, we're going to finish the last little bit tonight, actually, as soon as uh, we wrap up the show. I'm sure my wife's getting hungry and a little bit cranky, but but we're getting there. But uh, yeah, Stranger Things season four, definitely check it out. It is a ton of fun. I don't, I'm, I don't care for some of the newer characters they introduced. Uh, Argyle's not my favorite because I'm slightly over the stoner moron thing, but okay. maybe that's just where I'm at in my life. Uh, but overall, uh, season four of Stranger Things is definitely a go. Go check it out for sure. And if you are uh, sh- fan of the stranger things at all you'll enjoy it and adam i am definitely giving stranger things a recommendation of a watch for you all right i will uh you're not the only one telling me to watch it you know what i watched i watched the first two episodes of the boys oh yeah you dipped your toe in that one huh well you know i still feel the same way about it as i did before i watched it i i I always knew it was going to be a good show you know what i mean um well, your trepidation was, was the, the tropes that they were going to play with, right? And it still is. It still is. I mean, but if it's entertaining, it'll be fine. I just don't think that we need to go there. No, it, I had some quality superheroing, you know what I mean? Well, but, you will not get that in the boys then, my friend. Right, I know. <laughs> and speaking of that, uh, season three starts tomorrow. So I will definitely be checking that out. We'll have a review uh, probably in next show. Or so, or at least uh, somewhat of a review. But another thing that they dropped a trailer for Adam Gotham Knights. So uh, we put the part of the trailer. Oh, no, no, we just put the poster up on our Instagram. So uh, from uh, IMDb, share this real quick. Give you the quick rundown as to what this is about. So, Gotham Knights coming in 2023. Bruce Wayne is murdered and his adopted son forges an alliance with the children of Batman's enemies. As the city becomes more dangerous, these mismatched fugitives will be become its next generation of saviors, known as the Gotham Knights. Who so, murdered Bruce Wayne and pulled it uh, off? Yeah, that's the thing, too. So, uh, go check out the trailer. It'll... Uh, It'll do one of two things that either make you want to watch the show or Fuckin make it blow up. 
or make your blood boil. <laughs> Stephanie Brown. First As, time they're going to do it. And it's yeah, going to so, be this piece of shit. <laughs> so they've got Harvey Dent played by Misha Collins. Notice that Harvey Dent is not Two-Face. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, Olivia Rose Keegan as Duella. Nadia Zarelli Robinson as Carrie Kelly. Why? Adam, Adam, who's Carrie Kelly? Carrie Kelly is the Robin who's Robin in the way future from this show where Batman's still alive and he's like a 70, 60, 70 year old man. So yeah, she's not born yet. That's who Carrie Kelly is. Uh, and according also, to this show. And also oh, Harper they, Rowe, Bluebird, huh? Yeah. So, but one of the big, uh, I want to say complaints, but one of the big changes is a quick race change for Carrie Kelly. Uh, Anna Lore as Stephanie Brown, and as Adam said, Fallon Smith. Smith or Smith? I always say that's Smith, right? On the Y? As Harper Rowe, or otherwise known as Bluebird, Tyler. There's your, there's your woke characters right there. As uh, Cullen Rowe, Oscar Morgan as Turner Hayes, Hart Adams as Brody, and that's about it. Seems like all the important characters. Well, so yeah, um, I'll call it the Stephanie Brown show and see how it is. Yeah, well, and here's the thing. So we already had uh, your sister Who's, say, "Hey, we're gonna. I want to check it out because of Misha Collins." I was like, "Well, you have fun with that." Uh, but well, it's uh, it's DCCW, so it's probably guaranteed not to be great. Well, there was a there was a well. I'm gonna give them a chance for Star oh, Girl season three. Uh, but that's another story. I got a reason to have doubts. Um, there was a time, though, when it was like, CW superheroes, this is going to be great. But as it progressed, and anyway. <laughs> just watch Arrow Season 4. Or don't watch it. Watch Arrow Season 1, 2, and 3 and be done with it. Right. Flash Season uh, 1 and 2 and 3. But yeah, that's, that's kind of the news. Uh, as far as comic news, not a ton going on. I'd say I did mention that was it uh Joe Casada's out at Marvel after twenty-five years of being there. Mm -hmm. Uh there's I think he's trying to pull it off like he left, but uh seems like he got canned, so I have some news. Yeah. Let's do it. So there will be some short content coming, new content coming, action figure reviews. I know. We uh, talked about it a little bit on the last show. Uh, but here's the thing. Um, I've now scheduled uh, shoot days and edit days and voiceover days and all that kind of stuff. And I'm really looking forward to doing this. And I've got a lot of stuff that's in package. I got a lot of stuff that's not, but everything's worth reviewing. Plenty of content there for the show for everybody who likes action figures and toys. And of course, if you have a request, let me know what that request is. Uh, but I do have a little picture of what was going on in the living room uh, the other day. Just right. one little picture that I can share with the folks at home so they can well, get an idea. I like to call this behind-the-scenes content. Yeah, one little, just a little, just to get your beak wet. Exclusive. YouTube's exclusive. Entire screen there. And you'll be able to say, hello! Oh. Already? Yeah, well, not yet. Hold on. All right. <laughs> I closed it. Oh. <laughs> Just give me a second. We are professionals. 
Yeah, exactly. We know exactly what we're doing here. All the time. Okay, I'm ready to share. Let's roll. Sure. We All right, so so this is a shot uh, of what this new He-Man action figure. He's Viking He-Man. This is a different head sculpt I was telling you about. He's got a new sword. So this is what it looked like through the camera lens. There's the little setup over there. You know, just a little backdrop. And uh, that's all you get. That's there what's we coming. Go. Little tease for the people. Some more content coming your way. Uh, as you can see, we are also on Facebook, Instagram, obviously on YouTube. And we also have, uh, we got some episodes up on Spotify. I'm behind on that, but I'm going to get them up very, as soon as I can. Uh, but yeah, go check us out if you want to message us or just contact us in any way. You can contact us there. We are at The Escape with Nick and Adam for Facebook and Instagram. So, like I said, if uh, you want us to review a figure, if you don't want to go buy it, but you want us to check it out and review it for you, we'll do that for you. And you know what we'll do, too, Adam? We'll review some comics for you. That's one of the things we've been putting up lately. Or uh, I've put up a few. I know, Adam, you said you were going to review some comics coming up as well. But uh, Yeah, I've yeah. got my... Uh, I got my uh... A lot of attention going towards these toys right now, so Nick might be your your go to comic guy. But but I will find something I want to read. I really will. Yeah. So uh, right now we've got reviews up for Banner of War, which is the latest run between uh, Thor and Hulk. That's actually a lot of fun. So I'm uh, I'm editing the second part of the issue for that. So that's Hulk. No, it's Thor number twenty five, and then also I just bought online hulk number seven which is the third part that they bounce back and forth between uh but banner banner of war is a very cool line uh so go check that one out and for dc wise i am also reviewing uh flashpoint beyond so i have a review for issues zero and one yep if you want to go check it out it's on youtube and on instagram and i don't know if i put up on facebook or not but Anyway, you go check it out there. So uh, that's, like I said, we're trying to bring more content for you, more uh, content that you guys want, besides just looking at our beautiful faces for however long we decide to talk. So thank you um, for doing that, by the way. Yeah, appreciate all the love and support with that. So, Adam, let's do a quick uh, what we're reading. So, you got anything that you want to share as far as your reading? I have been reading a lot of instructions. So I've been putting some things together. But other than that, um, I'm sorry, guys. I have nothing to report this week. Yeah, so, yeah, Danny, I'm going to try and be at coffee uh, tomorrow, so I'll see you there. Um, so I am reading uh, Scorched, number five, from, obviously, McFarland's Universe. That is a fun book. So that's uh, Scorched. If you don't know, that's the first kind of superhero team uh, in the McFarlane universe that involves Spawn. And then also reading Rogues. So uh, definitely check these out. These are fun. So you have an older Leonard Snark trying to get the Rogues back together for a job in Gorilla City for Gorilla Grodd. Or no, it's trying to steal from Gorilla Grodd. So. It's probably not a good idea. It's probably not a good idea, but that's what they're doing because, well, you know what? 
Leonard Snark is tired of trying to be an everyday man, living the, you know, just going to work, and he's frankly sick of it. So he's getting the rogues back together for one last job. So yeah, it's gotta be frustrating to be those kind of rogues. It's like, listen, I just want one good score. Ah, fuck him, Flash. <laughs> well, that's a funny thing. One of the fun things about the book is they're in a, uh, like a superhero bar or not superhero, a villain's bar. So they have like a oh, bar scene where they're all the, get all the different rogues out there, you know, telling the stories and all that. So that's one of the things I think DC does better than Marvel where they sometimes, sometimes I think DC gets, uh, you know, get, gets the, like they're taking themselves a little too seriously. And yeah, then you got yeah. issues like that where it's like, no, you know what? They don't. They they can let their hair down a little bit and play, you know, just take them take shots of themselves periodically. So, yeah, that kind of stuff is fun. So. But aren't that Adam? I think we're all set. So, thank you guys for listening. I had a wonderful night with you. Uh, I look forward to this every week. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't able to get on uh, earlier this week because of work stuff. So I was happy to get on tonight and thank everybody who watched Dr. E. We had uh, Dr. E watching earlier. We had Danny watching. So thanks so much, guys. I think we had someone else sneak in, but it didn't uh, message. So we're not sure. But thanks for all who watched. Uh, like said, like Adam was saying, uh, watch out for some content that we have coming up. So uh, comic book reviews, action figure reviews, and obviously... Uh, whatever else we want to review. So if you're not sure about something and you want us to take time and actually review something for you, let us know. We'll try and do that for you. So, And but from other... today forward, uh, if you share this episode, we're going to kind of like do the traceability on that by Monday. And whoever has the most shares that were reshared, Nick and I are giving away $100 million. <laughs> Yes, we're uh, we're gonna go break into Gorilla Grodd's uh, Gorilla City, and whatever we get out of there, we're gonna share with you. So, but right. uh, but seriously, if you guys could no, like, we don't have share, a and we we don't have a hundred. We're not gonna do that. I'm just being stupid, trying to make everybody laugh and smile and enjoy themselves and be nice to themselves. But if you could like and share, and you know, the more subscribers we get, the the farther the show goes. But want to thank everybody who's been supporting us so far and everybody yes. who's watched and Absolutely. thanks so much and you know adam uh this is for the people thank you so much for watching and good night america <laughs>